Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Sam going to produce the program today. Today... Everything goes right. Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus will talk a little NFL with us. And then uh, a little program uh, that's called Gator Made uh, we'll tell you about today. person that's involved with that program, Savannah Bailey, will be here uh, to talk to you about it. Lots has happened since yesterday. Congratulations, Aaron Judge. Uh, sitting around last night, and he did it. And you know what? I was watching PTI, which, and I like those two dudes. And Kornheiser made a great point, and it, it manifested itself last night. He said it was really important for Judge to hit 62 because he had reached 61 with a lot of games left. And then if you don't do it, it seems like it's a disappointment, even though it isn't. I mean, at the beginning of the year, if somebody would have said, you know, player X in the American League is going to 61 home runs, yeah. But the way it was done, I totally understood his point, that it would have been a little anticlimactic had he not done it. He did, and that's certainly good. So congratulations to him. Now, and how about this? I'm a Mets fan. If you would have told me, start of the season, the Mets win 100 games, 100 games, I would have said to you, yeah, baby, we're NL East champions. Guess what? They're not. The Braves edged the Marlins last night, and now we know all the teams in the playoffs and who will play whom. We have Rays baseball for you today, 3.30, Rays and the Red Sox, and then the Rays will play the Guardians. Yeah, the Guardians. That'll be Friday. The Mets have to go to the wild card round, but like I said yesterday, I'm speaking as a fan now, if you just said to me the Mets make the playoffs, I'm happy. I am happy. Now they play the Padres, a very dangerous team to play because they got three pretty good starting pitchers. You know, Musgrove and Blake Snell, et cetera, pretty darn good. Great article on ESPN.com about Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M. He interestingly declined to be interviewed for the story. But this is what the athletic director said. Quote, Jimbo's an offensive innovator. He's always adapted to the style of play. When it's clicking on all cylinders, it works and it's proven to work. So we just have to keep maturing, keep getting better. And obviously, we're going to keep recruiting at a high level. Well, okay. But, look, I don't live in College Station 
but I do live here. And if Gator fans had angst with one Dan Mullen, how in the world can they not have angst with Jimbo Fisher? Right? I mean, look. A lot of what he did at Florida State, they were 26-1. and 26-1 and with Jameis Winston as the starter. And I didn't really realize that. 26-1. and The national title they won was now nine years ago. And they made their college football playoff appearance eight years ago. In the college football landscape we live in now, that is a lifetime ago. According to ESPN, two stats stick out to me that are trouble if you're an A&M fan. From 2015 to 2022, the post-Jameis Winston era, Fisher's quarterbacks have combined for an average total QBR of 66.5, which is 38th among FBS head coaches to coach at least 40 games. And between 2013 and 17, the Seminoles signed seven quarterbacks. Only one finished his career at Florida A&M. Okay? And let's face it. For all of Fisher's recruiting, he signed five quarterbacks. You know who they are? James Foster, Zach Calzada, both transferred. They're out. Haynes King, well, he was going to start, right? And then they got Max Johnson in the portal. Haynes King lost his starting job to Max Johnson. They have another freshman, Connor Wigman, who was the number one quarterback in the 2022 ESPN class. Uh, Fisher says he could play him now and be comfortable. Well, here's what doesn't hold water. Texas A&M is 105th out of 131 in total offense. 105 of 131. They're 108th in scoring offense. I could go on and on with the numbers. 101st in passing, 98th in rushing. They stink offensively. They stink. And this is from a guy who, you know, and listen to Dan Mullen. He's quoted in the ESPN article. Here is what he says. I think the mistake people make is saying, boy, this is outdated. There is no perfect system. Maybe more of the issue is he has to adapt to his current roster, which he went and recruited all this speed and all these athletes on offense. He's got to have the system that fits those guys. Yeah. So a receiver in the 2023 class, a kid from Texas, says this. Here's the difference between Texas and Texas A&M. Texas has the scheme, but not the players. A&M has the players, but not the scheme. A&M is like running the wishbone offense. It's cool and all, but if Jimbo opened it up, that would be serious. That's, that's the, the, the mountain, that's the building that Jimbo Fisher is having to climb. Now, if they beat Alabama Saturday, all that nonsense goes away like yesterday's paper, right? But it remains to be seen 
if it does. So if you have a, oh, by the way, Roger Maris Jr. has said there ought to be an asterisk after the Bonds-Sosa bunch because they didn't do it the right way. Ford Frick, for those who don't know the backstory of this, Ford Frick was friends with Babe Ruth. And when Maris hit the home, the 61st homer, it was in more games than what Ruth had. So that was the excuse to put the asterisk near Maris's 61. Well, Roger Maris Jr. has been quoted as saying, maybe there should be an asterisk for those guys because they cheated. They used performance-enhancing drugs. Do you agree? Do you agree? And, and take away whatever allegiance you might have to Roger Maris. I'm asking that in a global sense. And then I'm going to ask this of you today, too. This, this, I want this to be a big caller day today. There is absolutely no buzz about this game on Saturday. And there should be. There should be. On many counts. You want your football team to be 0-3 in the SEC? Florida and Missouri are 5-5 five and five since they entered the league. 5-5. Five and five. So this has not been an easy matchup for Florida for whatever the reason. And I get it. This is not Florida playing Florida State or Florida playing Georgia where there's always a buzz. But why not? I, I I never I can understand Eastern Washington, but this is a, this league win counts, right? It's an SEC game, so we'll talk about it. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email s russell at wruf dot com as Sam uh, takes your calls today. By the way, Gator baseball will open practices Sunday. You can go see him practice in the fall. They'll start, um, they'll have a scrimmage at 6.30. They'll go Monday at 4 and Tuesday at 4.30 if you want to go out and check that out. Michael, talk to us first. Mike, hello. Hey, Steve, how are you doing? Okay. Yeah, I'm Aaron Judge. I heard last night that, you know, he only hit one home run in his first 13 games, and he's only hit one home run and two home runs now in his last 15 games. Think of what he might be at if he had a normal season instead of this roller coaster up and down like he seems to go on. Yeah, I think that. But if you look at Roger mm-hmm. Maris too, he he hit homers in clusters like that, uh, and <laughs> most guys who do hit them like that, I think if you go look at history, have hit them in clusters like that. Yeah, but I but I certainly see your point. Yeah, speaking of sports that should have asterisks and next, next to records, no sport comes to mind quicker than the NFL. I mean, back in the day when Johnny Unitas and Jim Brown played, they played 12 games. Now they're playing 17. That's almost a 50% increase. But when you look at Major League Baseball, they went from 154 to 162, which is about a 5% increase. So all these people who are on the high and mighty horse about asterisks for baseball, they need to look at the NFL. Well, but the asterisk is different because the asterisk was in only one instance with Ford Frick. That's it. That's the only asterisk I know of. Maybe there's others I don't, I'm don't. i not aware of, but that's the only one, and that was done 
on a personal basis because Frick, you know, wanted to keep Ruth's record intact and didn't think much of what Roger Maris was doing. So I, I don't know, Mike, that that's that big of an issue, you know, when it comes to, you know, what's happening now. The, the numbers are going to be skewed in football now because of what you said. No question. I mean, there's more yards. The game's more wide open. So, yeah, that's that's part of it. I mean, you look at somebody like Jim Brown. If you were to take his, you know, yards per game average and then add all the extra games that have gone up, you know, he didn't play enough in, the, in his career uh, up to 17 games a year, he would probably be the all-time leading rusher, not Emmett Smith. Yeah, but, I mean, you can speculate, but, yeah, I hear you. And on your Mets, uh, you know, anytime you win a hundred games and you don't make a and you don't win a division, man, you got some good teams out there: the Mets, the Braves, the Dodgers. I mean, that the, the National League is really stacked, and the American League, you got the Yankees and the Astros. I mean, it's going to be a really interesting postseason. Well, you know, for those who like the postseason, you never know what's going to happen. Could somebody get hot? and rise up, you know, like a team like, for example, nobody gives the Phillies a chance. I get that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's, like I said, the Mets won 100 games and didn't win the East. That's ridiculous. All right, thanks a lot, Steve. Mike, thank you. 12-15, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now. On ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Griffin Fole. The MLB regular season wraps up today as the Tampa Bay Rays look to avoid being swept by the Boston Red Sox at Fenway Park. The Rays clinched the last AL wildcard spot and will face the Guardians in Cleveland Friday for Game 1 of the Best of 3 wildcard series. Be sure to catch today's game right here starting at 3.30 p.m. Tonight in women's volleyball, the 15th-ranked Gators will look to bounce back against Tennessee in Knoxville. Florida won seven straight matches before falling to South Carolina in five sets last Sunday. In men's and women's tennis, the ITA All-American main draws begin today as three Florida freshmen qualified for the men's singles and doubles main draw. In high school football, the 4-0 Buholes Bobcats will host the 0-6 Gainesville Hurricanes Thursday night. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Griffin Fuller. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. I don't know about you, but I, I feel really good when I give something of myself to someone or an organization to make that person or organization better. Well, that's what I'm asking you to do now when it comes to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. If you have an unused vehicle, a car, a boat, a truck, an RV, just about any kind of vehicle, please consider donating that vehicle to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. They house at-risk young boys from troubled homes, and Road Heaver Boys Ranch is sustained by the donated vehicles. They learn real-life skills because they repair the vehicles and then resell them. Your donation also is tax-deductible, and it really goes a long way toward a really good cause. For more information, simply Google Boys Ranch Palatka, or you can go to rbr.org. That's rbr.org, and learn more. It's the Make Life Better Sale at Polaris of Gainesville. Get a Polaris to get things done better. It's time to work smarter and play harder. Polaris of Gainesville has a legendary Ranger and a hardworking Sportsman 1000 to make your life better. 
better. Want speed? The Polaris Razor 1000 Turbo or the General makes carving the trails fun and exhilarating. Polaris of Gainesville says, think outside. Stop by the dealership today. Inventory levels have improved. And if we don't have what you want, we'll order it. Start your dream. There's not a better time. Polaris of Gainesville is looking to buy your used power sports vehicle right now. If you have a boat, ATV, side-by-side, -side, jet ski, or motorcycle of any make or model, we're paying top dollar right now. Turn that dust collector into fast cash now at Polaris of Gainesville on Highway 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. Visit PolarisofGainesville.com. Always wear a helmet, never drink and ride. Mom, can we have some ice cream? I've got a better idea. Who wants to help me make something fun and healthy instead? Me! Eating smarter is easy and delicious. Interested in receiving healthy recipes and a whole lot more in your email? Then register at healthiestweightfl.com and learn more about all the small steps that you can take on the way to living healthy. This message is sponsored by the Ounce of Prevention Fund of Florida, the Florida Department of Health, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. We're all on this planet together. So join Odyssey and find your one thing. As autumn temperatures get cooler, here are some simple things you can do to help out the environment. Remove any window air conditioners. Check windows and door seals for proper insulation to keep heat in and cold air out. And check your furnace, making sure it's clean, and replace the air filter with a new one to keep it running at peak efficiency all winter long. Join Odyssey, and together each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See Center for details. Hi, I'm Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Are you afraid of going to the dentist? Many people put off the inevitable until they can no longer chew on one side of their mouth or their pain has finally become unbearable. At Exceptional Dentistry, we may have a solution for you. IV sedation. Our clients will love it. You'll relax and recover quicker than other forms of sedation and remember less about the procedure. Learn more about us and IV sedation at ExceptionalDentistry.com or call and schedule your consultation today at 332-6725. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are. 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Right here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. A couple of folks have asked if we're going to do a show on Friday. We are. Uh, there'll be no tailgate show today because of Ray's baseball. Uh, we'll have that for you at 3.30. But right now, I'm going to talk to a guy I like talking to. He knows his stuff. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus. We'll talk a little National Football League. Brad, always a pleasure. Uh, let's start uh, with Pittsburgh. Uh, I think a lot of people thought Pickett would be the guy eventually. Did you think it would happen this soon? I really did not. And if you look at the schedule, their next four games are oh, an absolute gauntlet. Brutal. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, at Buffalo against Tampa Bay and then at Miami, at Philadelphia. It is probably one of the toughest four-game stretches in the entire NFL this year. Then there's a bye, and so that's where I had circled as, you know, the Steelers will probably go into that week nine bye with a bad record with Trubisky, and then week 10 they'll hand it up to Pickett. But I think they had no choice. I mean, Trubisky's 5.5 yards per attempt was 38 out of 39 quarterbacks this year. He's... Whoop, Brad, we lost you. Okay. Let's try to call him back. Um, I just He just went south. Um, just let him know what happened, Sam. Um, by the way, tomorrow, really a packed program for you. Gator baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan, the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. We'll talk to Gabe DiArmond from Power Mizzou to talk about Missouri football. Uh, so we got a lot going on tomorrow. And then uh, Lee Steinberg is going to join. Speaking about Aaron Judge, uh, we'll talk to him about the leverage he has now in his contract. Okay, let's get – Brad, we lost you there for a second. Are you back? I'm back. I'm sorry. Did you hear my answer on Pickett? Uh, you got to the point where the schedule was brutal and you thought they would hand it to him in week 9 or 10 and then we lost you. Yeah, and just I think that timeline was moved forward because Mitchell Trubisky's 5.5 yards per attempt so far this year, 38th out of 39 qualifying quarterbacks, he, he was just doing nothing for them. Let's talk about I, – I couldn't wait to talk to you today because of the Tagovailoa situation. It's a bit confusing in terms of what the NFL does with you know the people that they hire and they're supposed to, for for the lay person fan, Brad. What is that situation like in terms of determining concussion, when to play, all of that? Yeah. So the issue is that there's always going to be some gray area, and that they they do leave some power in the hands of the player. And players are always going to be incentivized to get back on the field, to not be officially diagnosed with a concussion, because, you know, it is held against them later on in negotiations or trying to play or things like that. So there's a checklist they go through. There's the team doctor and then also this unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant, which you probably heard about. Yes. The one in this case was fired. Um, and the NFLPA and the NFL jointly jointly uh, select these people. The NFLPA chose to, after you know, early in the investigation, chose to fire the gentleman involved in this case. Um, but yeah, so end of the day, you know, there is a test they go through it. I'm sure sometimes you can't fake it. But we even had during the broadcast, longtime Rams tackle Andrew Whitworth talk about how players know how to beat this test. They know how to get around certain things, and they want to get back on the field. And if they want to, they often can't. Mm. Uh, one unbeaten team, the Eagles. Did you think it would be them? You know, I really didn't. Uh, I thought they were going to be a, a good team, probably a playoff team, but I thought they were maybe a 10- or 11-win team. They have one of the easiest remaining schedules in the NFL, and they're 4-0 already. I mean, they could win like 13 games at this point, and I wouldn't be surprised. So, hmm. yeah, but they'd be good. I didn't think they would be this good. The Buccaneers have had a lot of injuries, but they're 2-2, two and two, and offensively, they've only scored 82 points in four games. Is there a problem there? There is a bit of an issue. I think they've had some tough games, as you mentioned. And, and speaking of strength of schedule, we actually have them now from today to the end of the season with the easiest schedule remaining in the NFL. <laughs> wow. But I, I think the, so that helps. That helps, right? But I think the biggest thing for them, their rushing attack, they are dead last in expected points added per rush. You know, a bit of an advanced statistic, but long it. Now, long story short, they're not running the ball, and they're not running the ball well. 
I think obviously you need Tom Brady to get his receivers healthy, get his left tackle and Donovan Smith back out there. All of them played against Kansas City, and we saw improvement. But we also just need this running game to add that extra element, that extra dimension that Bruce Arians and that offense always loves to lean on to play off of. they got to get those guys going as well. Brad Spielberger, our guest here, Pro Football Focus, talking a little NFL. We've only played four games, Brad, and I think there's only one team. I think it's the Texans who don't, who, who don't have a win. But let me ask this. In, in four games, are there teams in your view that have underachieved or underperformed to this point? Oh, absolutely. I think actually tomorrow night's matchup with the Indianapolis Colts traveling to the Denver Broncos is a showdown of the two <laughs> most disappointing teams, <laughs> you know, through, through the first month of the NFL season. Look, I mean, Indianapolis, you know, they have their awards, but their offensive line, which has a top five paid center, a top five paid right tackle, and the highest guard in Quentin Nelson paid in NFL history by a considerable margin. And it's been an average to below average offensive line, both in the run game and in protecting Matt Ryan. And that's just completely inexcusable if you're going to invest that many resources in that unit. So they've been extremely disappointing, just not a good football team on either side of the ball. And now in that game, Jonathan Taylor running back and Darius Leonard at linebacker may not play. We know Leonard is for sure out. Taylor is still a question mark. And then for Denver, kind of a little bit different. Their offensive line is actually grading very well for us. Russell Wilson has just not been himself. 17th PFF passing grade so far this year, which for him is very, very low. Um, He's just not making the plays we're used to him making. And and that offense has just been anemic almost every game. Hmm. Let's flip the script. Are there teams that have surprised you in a positive way? Yeah, so like I said, I think Philadelphia being as good as they are is surprising, um, but I thought they'd be good. A team that I, you know, I didn't really know, probably the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, this is a legitimately good football team. They lost with four fumbles for Trevor Lawrence and an interception. First player to lose four fumbles in over a hundred years, by the way. They still lost by yeah, they still only lost by eight points to the Philadelphia Eagles, which you know maybe the best team in football. So they're a really good team. Week one, you can kind of say a little bit fluky against a bad Washington team, but you know new coaching staff, all these things. Week one, since then they've been very very good on both sides of the football, and if they're going to get better, especially on defense, we see growth out of Trevon Walker and Devin Lloyd every single week and uh, some other guys have taken in recent draft classes they've been a surprise and i think their their, their trajectile is up as well final thing the, the quarterback position rightly or wrongly you know usually gets the most scrutiny and watching the rams the other night they i mean the 49ers always seem to beat them in the regular season but you know quarterback issues in carolina uh new england has their guy hurt uh, do you expect quarterback, besides Trubisky, do you expect other quarterback changes? Listen, so many injuries is part of the equation as well. I mean, it sounds like Jameis Winston might not play again this week for New Orleans. Um, obviously, you know, Teddy Bridgewater playing in Miami. So as much as I think teams can maybe try to make moves or move some things around, you're, you're kind of lacking in, in available backups if you wanted to make a trade or something like that. Um, as for a guy that could get benched, I mean, maybe a Daniel Jones, but of course, Tyrod Taylor came in and got concussed himself, so another guy to add to that list. You know, I don't really see it. I think we'll wait until the end of the year. Let's say Atlanta takes a nosedive. I think then we'd probably see Desmond Ritter, their rookie. Maybe a Tennessee falls off a cliff. We'd see some Malik Willis. But as of today, I really don't see a quarterback by himself playing so poorly. I think it would just take kind of a team saying, look, our record has us out of the playoffs. It's now more beneficial to us to get snaps to a young guy 
Now that I'm thinking about it, one one name maybe Baker Mayfield, but I mean, how much better are the options behind him? They're, they're not really. Okay, as always, where can people see your work? Yeah, you can see my work on pff.com. We got a lot of great content coming out, and you can follow me on Twitter at pff underscore Brad. Appreciate your time, Brad. As always, thank you. Thank you. You got it. He knows his stuff. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, twelve thirty. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We'll open the phone lines for you. Emails as well. ESPN. 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WYUF. The flagship of the Florida Gators, ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Automotive. We get the out of your car. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Football season is here. Time to let Electronics World upgrade your home entertainment so you can enjoy all the big games this fall. Hi, this is Tom Collette. Score big with a new Sony 4K Ultra HD TV or a custom-designed, professionally installed home theater from Electronics World. The winning team at EW can put you right on the 50-yard line in your own home. Come visit us today and see for yourself. Just off Newberry Road, west of I-75 near TJ Maxx, or online at electronicsworld.net. Hey folks, it's Steve Russell for Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, where you can walk up or drive through for the freshest burgers in town, made to order. They support local Florida cattle ranchers, and they still feature great milkshakes, including the Key Lime Shake. Outdoor patio umbrella seating is available, and if you're in a hurry, you can order online for a quick pickup at DickMondell's.com. Remember, open seven days a week. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. The best burgers, shakes, and fries you'll eat at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. There's so much to love about our community. The small town values, the familiar faces, and somewhere near the top of the list, high school football. That's why Radiant Credit Union is here to celebrate all this community has to offer, both on and off the field. While others may come and go, Radiant Credit Union is here for you, here for the community, and here for good. Proudly serving our members for over 65 years, stop by any of our nearby locations or visit RadiantCU.org, federally insured by NCUA. Come celebrate Tom Petty's birthday in Gainesville this October 20th, 21st, and 22nd at Parkwood Soundstage for three days of music and stories, 20 different acts, all playing Tom's biggest hits. The best part? It's free. Go to TomPettyWeekend.com to reserve your free ticket. Big weekend. 
sponsored by Melvin Law and Visit Gainesville, Alachua County. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Lots of sunshine will take us through the afternoon into the start of the evening. Highs today mild in the upper 70s and lower 80s. Clear skies tonight, temperatures chilly, not as cold as this morning. Those dropping to the mid-50s. A slight warming trend sets up Thursday and Friday. Highs tomorrow in the low to mid-80s. We should get to the mid-80s under sunny skies by Friday. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. And now, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Felt like everybody was all in on the Raiders. Oh, the Raiders, they got Devontae Adams, they got Chandler Jones. Got a new coach, the offensive-minded Josh McDaniel. Only six teams in modern history have made the postseason after starting 0-3. Derek Carr has not looked good. And yes, with 17 games, there's still time. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Daryl says he thinks Gator fans should be excited to play. It's an SEC game and Missouri's been a thorn in Florida's side. My man Tony says it's nice the Steelers finally suck. May continue for 10 years. Oh, my. To the phones. Adam will lead us off. Adam, hi. Oh, man. What did my man say about Pittsburgh? That's my team, baby. He better check himself. That's a franchise that won't go down. Um, I was at the uh, the game this past weekend, uh, Steve, and um, I've got – a uh, little bit of news. Um, Eastern Washington is no pushover. They are an FCS team, but they they know how to coach. They know how to put their uh, players in the right position to succeed. Great play calling, and they have a hell of a quarterback. And I think he's only like 5'10", but um, they, they had a little something out there. And, by the way, the Gators didn't allow more than three points all the way through the third quarter. So it shows a little bit of uh, progress on the defense. What do you think about that? Well, they ran 85 plays. Yeah, but you know why, Steve, is we were scoring every – geez, we were scoring every time. Right, we got, but then the defense didn't come off the field either. Well, okay. So, all right. Well, I mean, um, that, that, that's, that's why teams run a lot of plays because the defense doesn't get them off the field and the other team doesn't have you know, a, a real quick strike capability. So, But, yeah, but I, Shane and I both – uh, very impressed with their scheme offensively. Now they're not, you know, very good defensive. They gave up seventy to Oregon, but they're, you know, they're they are what they are. Yeah, I thought I thought it was great progression for this team to have this game uh, uh, now. Um, so I, I got a quick question for you. Um, I need clarity. Like, if if we just fair catch the ball, do we get it on the thirty-five or the twenty-five? Twenty-five. That may sound like. On a kickoff, 20, 25. Yep. 25. I heard that somewhere uh, on one of the podcasts. That, oh, okay, so you clarified that. Okay, so 25, not the 35. Yep. All right. All right, so um, the other question, I asked Steve on, on in, inside the huddle. I got a, I was blessed to talk with um, the head ball coach uh, about the offensive line staying still. 
when they they assume that the defense has jumped off sides. That seems like you're giving up a free play, number one. Number two, you're giving the defensive line a clear shot at our, uh, you know, Anthony Richardson with what what's your what's your stance on that Steve how would you coach that would you let your offense would you make your offensive line just stay still or would you just go for the free play well first of all it isn't necessarily if it's a free play right then you're doing the antithesis of what you're telling me if it's a free play then somebody's going to go whack Anthony Richardson so what do you want you want a free play or whack the quarterback well, I mean, I would assume that the offensive line play ball and protect our quarterback. And go well, but play. but the point is, there's a chance you you the, the way you ask the question, it's a free play, right? In other words, they jump off sides, and now it's a free play. Well, it's a free play, and that means anything's on the table. So if Anthony Richardson's standing there and he thinks it's you know it's not a free play, then he's open to be hit. So. I think the way Billy Napier coached it was, I'm going to make sure my guys stay on side and we get the penalty. Right, and there, there, there is logic to that, too, because it also helps the team stay disciplined in situations like that. So I see that. All right, my man, I got, um, I've got i got Tennessee. Uh, they're they're going to win um, Baton Rouge because they've had a bye. They're going to lose to Bama. Questionable Kentucky against Tennessee. Uh, they're going to lose to Georgia questionable against mizzou because they're coming off a georgia game where they're going to get beat up hell and back um they'll beat texas uh Saint okay South so where's Carolina. this going adam uh I've, I've got us uh i've got us tied with kentucky through the schedules uh eight and three eight and three and eight and three with questionable games um with florida fsu at the end of the uh, season louisville against kentucky at the end of the season so my question is if 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 we're eight and three let's just say let's just say uh, eight and four with all Tennessee and Kentucky, and we have a tougher schedule, who's going to the SEC championship game? Well, you, you lose all that because the tiebreaker, the first tiebreaker is head-to-head. Tennessee won, Kentucky won. You lose. So strength of schedule wouldn't no. matter? No, head-to-head. Adam, thank you for your call. Head-to-head. John, hello. Yeah, good afternoon, Steve. Uh, before I get to the uh, playoffs in the Major League Baseball, one thing, I mean, I'm not saying it's for the coaching staff or the players, but for me, I think Missouri, I mean, it symbolizes, I mean, they've been in the league 10 years, but they symbolize that they've, they don't really seem to like have, even the games that we don't play like Auburn, they don't, they don't have history there. Yeah, we're 5-5 five and five in the last 10 ball games, but there's really nothing really that's been really exciting, you know what I mean, to, to get, I mean, we should be getting excited, but to me, they're not one of those cachet SEC teams no. of, of yesteryears. No, of course not. I mean, look, I, I don't care what school it is in what league. There are some games that, that mean more in terms of the rivalry or something like that. Sure. I mean, does anybody get excited before Kentucky started beating Florida? Nobody got excited about Florida-Kentucky because Florida owned Kentucky. Now right. all of a sudden, oh, we got to beat Kentucky. Why? Because right. Kentucky beating Florida. So that's what makes a rivalry, and that's what's unusual about this because Missouri has beaten Florida, but it doesn't resonate in terms of the rivalry. Right, I agree. 
So Major League Baseball, I'm a, I'm a Reds Rays fan. I'm a Reds fan too. But Rays, I think for them finishing last in the in the uh, wild card aspect, I think that they benefited. Not saying that there's easy teams because I think uh, the Guardians have played very very good baseball the last month and a half. I think if not the best record in Major League Baseball, they've had one of them. But in terms of teams, I mean, if they would have got into the the uh, five or four slot, they'd be playing Toronto or um, the, the Mariners, and then you know you're in that number one spot. I think I think the Astros are the number one team. I mean, by record, but I think they've been the pretty best team in uh, the American League this this year. If you if you're not agreeing with me that, but um, if they in that, in that aspect, you got to go out and who you play. I, th- I think they got in a better matchup with with that, and then if they get in past that, they have the Yankees. All right, thank you, John. Appreciate your call. Uh, Twelve forty three time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We're going to talk to an in studio guest about something called Gator Maid Week, and she will tell you what that is next. ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Griffin Fole. The MLB regular season concludes today as the Tampa Bay Rays look to avoid a five-game losing streak heading into the postseason. The Rays clinch the last AL wildcard spot and will face the Guardians in Cleveland Friday for Game 1 of a best-of-three wildcard series. Be sure to catch today's game right here, starting at 3.30 p.m. Tonight in women's volleyball, number 15 Florida will take on Tennessee in Knoxville. The Gators won seven straight matches before they lost to South Carolina in five sets last Sunday. In men's and women's tennis, the ITA All-American Main Draws kick off today as three Florida freshmen qualified for the men's singles and doubles main draw. In high school football, the 4-0 Buholes Bobcats will welcome the 0-6 Gainesville Hurricanes Thursday night. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Griffin Ford. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. If you want to join a team that's making a difference in people's lives, well, that team is the Arthrex team, and they are hiring. They develop innovative technologies that help treat orthopedic injuries and get people back in the game. If you're looking to make a difference and have manufacturing skills, including machining, logistics, or assembly, you can join a global company that's been named one of the best workplaces in manufacturing and production in the entire country. Arthrex is hiring at their manufacturing facilities in Florida, California, and in South Carolina. You can check out their available jobs at careers.arthrex.com. That's careers.arthrex.com. You know International Diamond Center is the best place to buy diamonds and fine jewelry. But did you also know IDC will buy from you? Diamonds, heirloom jewelry, estate jewelry, Swiss watches, coins. Don't be afraid to come in and get a price on something that maybe it's an heirloom that you want to sell or you're just checking to see the price. IDC owner Keith LeClaire has a vast network of collectors and buyers around the world. So IDC can always find a market for your jewelry. We always pay a very strong price to buy. There's a resale market that's there and we pay top dollar for top merchandise. We have people all over the world that we sell to. So some collectors are going to pay way more than any consumer is going to pay. We'll give you the best possible price, no games played, and you'll get the check or the cash, whatever one you want. Let IDC appraise what's in your jewelry box. You might get a pleasant surprise. Sometimes they come in, they have no idea what's there, and then all of a sudden they walk out with a $28,000 check. International Diamond Center, online at shopidc.com. We are all on this planet together, so join Odyssey and find your one thing. After Halloween this year, 
don't throw out your jack-o'-lantern. Use it to start composting instead. Pumpkins and other gourds are perfect additions to any compost pile. Also, you can add container soil and roots from potted plants that have withered away. And if you have a garden, be sure to add garden waste from cleaning and pruning, like stems, roots, and leaves. Join Odyssey. And together, each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? Direct auto insurance is for uncompromisers. With savings of up to 25%, you too can stop compromising and keep driving. Get a quote today at directauto.com. Savings based on applied discounts and will vary. Terms apply. How you buy can affect price. National General Group, Winston-Salem. Hey, guys. This is Kenan Thompson. I have a problem with you. Yes, you. None of y'all told me that AutoTrader has millions of new and used cars that I can shop from home. I thought we were friends. I put smiles on your face, but I'm not smiling. No one told me that with AutoTrader, a dealer can deliver cars to my home or that I could shop by price on AutoTrader. No one. Consider this friendship that you just learned we had officially over. Finally, it's easy. AutoTrader. The future is now. Square off against the Missouri Tigers. Kickoff is set for noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, with pregame coverage starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 Central, right here on your home for Florida Gators football. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 a.m. WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. We are your home for the Rays, the Lightning. And the Bucks. We are proud to bring Tampa to Gainesville. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. I wish I could say I planned that. But I didn't. Uh, but thank you. Uh, okay, welcome back to Sports Scene. We will continue with your phone calls and questions and comments soon. But I want to tell you about something that's going on this week. It's called Gator Made Week. Savannah Bailey joins us now, and she's uh, the architect of this, I guess, so to speak. So, Savannah, I'm going to leave this to you. Somebody out there wants to know what this is. Exactly what is it? Yeah, so GatorMade is our holistic player development initiative that really focuses on them as a whole person. So what does it look like to develop personally, professionally, spiritually, as a leader, as a man, all of those kind of things wrapped in together. Um, And ultimately, a better man typically makes a better player, a better student, a more accountable person. Uh, We're making, you know, future leaders of the world. Where was the genesis of this? Like, where did this all start? Yeah, so um, actually during the COVID year, when Coach Napier was still at the University of Louisiana, he did a lot of research and said, what are some things in a program that I would love to implement? And so he happened to do some research and found kind of what I was getting to do at Clemson through the Paw Journey program, um, which is extremely successful in what it does. And he said, I want that. And then the next step was, I want her. So when he uh, <laughs> when he got to Florida, he gave me a call and said, I'd really love for you to come up and, and kind of share some visions with me and, uh, and make this together. You know, sometimes, uh, I don't care what it is in life, you, uh, a person gets presented with something that they don't know, and, uh, you know, I'm not too sure about this, I'm not too sure I'm going to buy in. What's the buy-in been like? Yeah, so I think the buy-in starts with really understanding that we didn't come in saying, let's, put, let's push all these programs, all these new things. It came with a lot of 
let's take a step back because they're going through an extreme period of change. When you think of like what January looked like for this team, you've got whole new staff, whole new coaches. Everyone's trying to get a piece of you. Everyone's trying to learn you. So we had a great advantage in having Vernell Brown Jr. and Diane LeBond, two of the staff members that were retained, now fall under Gator Maid. Um, so we had an opportunity to, to really get to know the guys through trusted sources too. So we spent our first time just really developing those relationships before we started to push for other things. Um, so that was our big focus. Why did you want to get involved in something like this? Yeah, so I think I'm one of the few people in the world that get to do what they absolutely love and you know what they're called to do. Uh, I have a background in microbiology and all other kinds of crazy stuff. Oh my gosh. Yeah, right? <laughs> and so then I, I just really enjoy developing young people. And when you talk about college men, that's a very uh, different mindset you have to have when it comes to understanding their needs, what their perceptions are, how they've been socialized, and what do you do as someone who's totally different from them and their experiences to help expose them to the world and expose them to different opportunities. What has been the feedback or the, um, the reaction from the players in all this? Yeah, I think it's been extremely positive. Um, a lot of folks have kind of come around to, oh, I, I, I should spend some time talking to them about my mental health. I'm happy to, to get engaged in a broad service trips and uh, going to visit companies and, and working on my brand and working on my networking. I think especially with NIL becoming such a, a huge piece of what college football looks like right now, people are even more aware of all the skills that they need and more importantly, the skills that they haven't quite developed yet and how we can help them figure those things out. So then let me ask this because I'm older school, obviously. Now, you know, it used to be kind of in the old days, athlete came to school, you went to class, you, you know, it was fairly simplistic. Well, now with the NIL, with all these other things being thrown at them, is there more pressure on athletes now? I think absolutely. I think that pressure has probably always existed because you talk about pressures from different systems of support. You talk about different pressures from being the one that made it, being this, being that. But really, it's just all the extra eyes, right? It's not just things like this. It's social media. It's all kinds of other outlets that people can share anonymously their comments and thoughts about our students. And, you know, it's up to them to read them or not. But how do you still process through that? I think the, the brand power and the sophistication of today's college athlete looks really, really different. They have to be a better business person, a better self-representative, so then they can ultimately represent the university better. Sometimes it's hard when you were in college, it was for me when I went here a million years ago, to look ahead. Mm -hmm. You're worried about your next test. You're worried about your next thing. So have the kids begun, because, again, of the NIL, and the, have they begun to balance the focus of what, what I have to do in school versus what I'm going to do after it? Is that balance better? Yeah, I would say that that's just much more of a priority, right? And I think that also comes from taking it back to basic skills. Right? It's not just that the priority is there, it's that do we now develop a better sense of time management? Do we develop a better sense of responsibility and accountability for those things? Um, so even then, it's not even just like, oh, we're going to provide all these extra opportunities. Some of it is back to the basics of things that just make a successful team. If you have folks that are accountable for their actions and on top of their stuff, it, it doesn't become an issue or distraction. It just becomes a more evolved student athlete that goes through a different process than maybe what they would have gone through 10 years ago. How important is this to Billy Napier? Oh, it's top priority. He he was one of my, he said, you're one of my first calls. This is exactly what I wanted. I put you on my, like, to get list for staff hires. <laughs> so, like, I mean, that's a huge compliment 
It is. Definitely to me. Uh, and I can't thank him enough for the opportunity. But also, people have to remember, things like this have to come from the top. Um, if he doesn't make it a priority and say, hey, you guys have time to do this, you guys have time to lead these sessions, or, you know, I want you at practice and all these other things, because we try to be at everything the guys are at. And if we don't have that freedom, then we don't develop the relationships and we don't understand what the guys are needing. So just the complete buy-in from him allows us to get complete buy-in from the students. Let me end with this, because I'm guilty of this sometimes. You know, when I go out and I watch a team play, I watch an athlete do their thing, you kind of look at them, at least in the moment, as an athlete, because that's what they're doing. They're performing an athletic event, but they're humans, and they have their ups, they have their downs. Is that something that this focuses on, too, the mental health aspect and what goes on with the athlete? Absolutely, and I I would harp that, that message to pretty much anybody. You know, just because they're large doesn't mean they're not 18. And think about yourself at 18 years old, not having those pressures, not having the same expectations and performance and body strains and all those kind of things. Um, And so that's a huge piece for us. It's the daily check-ins. It's the kind of bigger points of like, do we take a break from this? Do we provide you some extra time? It's just always being an advocate for them in spaces that they don't sit in. This is kind of a cool thing. How do people get involved in this if they can? Yeah. So we're always looking for people to serve as corporate resources, as mentors, as internship partners. There's plenty of ways to get involved. And you can always email us or then visit us at the website that just got live as well, um, floridagators.com slash GatorMade. Oh. Uh, you can find pretty much anything you want there and also a contact link if you're if you're interested. Did I miss anything? Is it anything you want to add? I mean, just thank you to everyone that supported us thus far. Keep sharing stuff for, for Gator Made Week. We'll have some physical representation at the game and, and continuing throughout this week of just showing them as a person and not just as a player. Okay. Savannah, I appreciate you doing this. Nice to meet you. Yeah, thank so, you. Yep, thank you for doing it. All right, so it's Gator Made Week, and the team's going to wear helmet decals, the Gator Made logo, too, uh, during the game. So that is one way to also highlight things. Uh, okay, last couple of minutes here. I'll get a couple of emails here. Uh, tomorrow on the show, Gator baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan, the voice of the Gator, Sean Kelly, is going to be here. We've got a really good show tomorrow for you, uh, but we have uh, still more time left today to talk with you as well. Um, and now, if my computer will work, um, I will get uh, more of your emails here, but right now it's not cooperating. So um, I'll ask Sam to open the phone lines here, 392-8255, and you can email srussell at wruf.com. Uh, A couple of emails have asked about Trey Dean, and I just want to make this clear. Think about, now look, am I going to sit here and tell you that over the course of time that injuries haven't been glossed over or the the full extent hasn't been, I mean, come on, I don't think any of us are naive to think that hasn't happened. But there's a school of thought going around that Trey Dean somehow was not hurt. Uh, He is injured. Now, they don't discuss uh, specifics of injuries. That's just something Billy Napier does not do. Uh, If you look at at an injury report, it'll say, you know, Joe Smith leg or lower body or something of that nature. They don't get into, you know, it's a specific thing. So, you just have to – that's just how they handle that. But <clears throat> for anybody who thinks uh, that, you know, he was not injured, uh, 
That's just not true. And, you know, sometimes uh, athletes are week to week. Sometimes it's a little longer time. You just don't know. But I just wanted to address that because for whatever the reason, that seems to be making the rounds and a couple of emails addressing that today as well. So just want to say that and, uh, we don't, I guess it's going to be released tonight, right? As it always is on Wednesday. So we'll have an updated uh, injury list here. Uh, but he was hurt. Um, okay, we'll end with a couple of emails. So Richard says, I can still see Missouri repeatedly harassing and sacking Jeff Driscoll to the swamp a few years back. This is going to be a tough game for UF to get a win. Well, again, it's 5-5. So, you know, that, that's just how that is. Um, Mark says, watched all the Georgia-Missouri game Saturday night. While Mizzou didn't shut down Georgia's run game, they certainly helped neutralize it, causing multiple negative rush losses. I truly think our success on Saturday may come down to whether our wide receivers can win some one-on-one battles and get separation. Sure. I mean, that that's part of it. I mean, look, you – if Billy Napier would he, were here, I would ask him this question. You know, isn't it great to have a balanced offense? But some games, you you throw it better than others. Some games, you run it better than others. And that also depends, frankly, on the opposition and what they're trying to do to stop you offensively. That's our first hour. Back with hour two. Your questions, calls, and comments always welcome. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Dave Ray's Automotive, we get the bugs out of your car. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 802 341 4542. 802 341 4542. That's 802-341-4542. 
Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Wednesday. Sam Patosa is our producer today. We thank you for making us part of your day. Uh, tomorrow we have a really packed show. Uh, we are going to be doing a show on Friday as normal. And uh, today we have Rays baseball for you as they end the regular season. Uh, they'll play the Red Sox, and we'll have it for you at uh, 3.30. Tomorrow, uh, Gator baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan will join us. Gabe DiArmond from Power Mizzou will talk to us. Also, uh, we, we will also be talking with the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. So all that is tomorrow, and we're looking at some other Guests to get on tomorrow as well. In the meantime, lots to talk about today. 3928255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Uh, BB says uh, he sees where the Giants and Packers are in London. He was under the misconception that the Saints were the only uh, NFL game in London. That's not, that's not true, obviously. He, uh, he wants to know how many games are being played in London. Do you know, Sam? I, I don't. I think it's more than two. But I don't, I'm not sure. And he says, are they using this as a test for potential expansion? Um, I'm not sure if it's to London specifically. But look, I think the NFL someday, remember, they had the World League, right, way back when. So, I mean, is this to, to sort of gauge, you know, what could happen down the road? Yeah. There is three London games. There okay. is one more. The Broncos and Jaguars play there on October 30th. Okay. Thank you, Sam. Uh, he said, do you think London will eventually get a team? It won't just be Lo- – I, I could be wrong because think of this, right? If London just got a team, who's their partner, right? Who do you partner with to practice? Who do you, I mean, so that's why I think if the NFL did do this, you, you'd think they would expand to have more than one team. That's just, you know, personal opinion talking there. Um Patrick says, hypothetically, your Jets have the number one draft pick coming up. Are you taking uh, Bryce Young or taking the Ohio State quarterback or somebody else? Well, that question will be answered in part by the end of the year, Patrick, because you just picked a quarterback a couple of years ago. So how well does he do? Do you have faith in him that he's going to be your guy? And if not, then... Again, I think what people forget when it comes to the draft, a lot of teams pick on potential, and that's where Anthony Richardson is. He is the poster child right now for what the NFL draft is in a lot of ways. They see what he can do. They see what his ability is. They they see what he could do, and we're going to take him because we can mold him because we can make him better. Well, Justin Fields, right? What has he done? Not much. What's Sam Darnold done? Not much. Baker Mayfield, struggling. Well, why do those guys struggle in part? In part because they have nobody to throw to. That's part of the equation too, right? I mean, does it, look, at the, look at the Bengals. The Bengals are 2-2, two and two, 
And Joe Burrow's getting beat up again. And he has dudes to throw to. He also says, um, who gets judged, the Mets, the Yankees, or San Francisco? Well, he's from the West Coast. I think the Giants will make a run at him, but I think he enjoys playing in New York. I, I, if I had a guess today, Patrick, I would say the Yankees. Tony is with us now. Hi, Tony. Hey, Steve. What's up, buddy? Hey, um, hey I hear that you got Kevin um, O'Sullivan on the show tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And if you could ask him, and I'll go ahead and ask you too, how long do you think, like next year, MLB is going to the new shift rules and stuff like that? How long do you think it'll take for that to matriculate itself down to the college ranks? Yeah, I was going to ask him that anyway. So yeah, I'll, I, I was going to—I'll definitely ask him that because that was a question I was going to ask him. And what do you think? What's your opinion? They usually kind of follow suit uh, pretty quickly. Uh, it may be too quick for uh, this year, right? Because they're not going to implement it until right. next year, but. We already know that baseball is going to do it in 23. My guess would be 24. But okay, uh, that's just purely a guess. Yeah, really look forward to that happening in the college ranks also, Steve. Um, Steve, yeah, um, Maris Jr., he's not making himself any friends on uh, Twitter, man. He's being pretty outspoken. He about is. The whole, uh, yeah, about the whole asterisk thing and about uh, – you know, this being the real home run record and stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, I'm kind of surprised about that. But I'm not at all. I've spoken about it. I'm yeah. not at all. Um, because okay. I think, look, I had the privilege of knowing the Maris family, and I know Roger, I know Kevin, I know Susan. They're, they're very close-knit. Their dad was a terrific guy. And he did it the right way. And right. I think, they're baseball purists, if you want to use that word. So that's why Roger Jr. believes there should be an asterisk. Now, if, I, if Roger were sitting across from me, my question to him would be, if your dad didn't have an asterisk, would you still be as adamant about an asterisk for Bonds and those dudes? Okay. But oh, I think right. his answer would yeah. still be, yeah, because I think he, they believe that those numbers are tainted because of steroids. Steroid thing, yeah. Or performance-enhancing, whatever you want to call it, yeah. Correct. You know, real glad the judge finally got that because I know Boone was was probably killing himself wanting to give Judge a day off. You could see that Judge was, like, starting to press a little bit, and it was starting to probably even affect his whole mental status, his whole swing. And Boone was probably thinking, I don't want this guy going into the playoffs with a slump now, man. So I'm I, I'm sure glad that he got it. I'm sure he's going to get the day off today, get back mentally focused for the playoffs, man. So uh, thank God that he got that. You know, Steve, when you're talking about the home run record that we were just talking about now and the asterisk and all that stuff, you know, I could argue both sides of that, man. I could argue the argument in favor of, like, the Bonds and the Sosas, and I could argue against them. But I've fallen kind of towards the – arguing in, in favor of them because of the skill that I know that it takes to hit a baseball, the skill, the hand-eye coordination, you know, the consistency at the plate that it takes to do what a Barry Bonds did. Um, steroids sure played a part in him recovering, being able to go a little further on in his career at a top 
top-notch level, but the skill that he had at the plate really is unmatched. Um, and for that reason, I, I always say, you know, that 74 that he had, to me, is always going to be the home run record as far as I'm concerned, Steve. Okay, Tony, thank you for your call. Bring Chris to the show. Hi, Chris. Hey, Steve. How's it going today? Good. I'm enjoying this beautiful weather here. Can't complain one bit. Nope. Uh, Steve, now that the Major League Baseball playoffs are all set in stone, you know, with the wild card and everything, who do you think, in your opinion, in the National League and the American League, is the one that's going to be the most dangerous and going to make the most noise? Oh, that's all. That's really hard to predict. Um, I, I like the Astros to go to the World Series. I think, but look, the best, the quote best unquote team doesn't always advance, right? People thought the Dodgers had the best team in the National League last year, and it was the Braves that advanced. So it's really hard. I would say the Phillies probably have the least chance and not because of where they are. They're playing better. I just think they, they have too many holes, although if their starting pitching is successful, then – and I think that's what this hinges on, right? Look what the exactly. Mets can throw out. The Mets can throw out a lot of starting pitching. The Braves can throw out a lot of good starting pitching. The Padres can throw out Blake Snell and Musgrove. So a lot of that – I think is going to dictate what happens here. How good is the starting pitching? How do they perform? Also, the I th- what everybody forgets about this is who's got the strongest bullpen because it's going to come down to that. I think in the long run, you know, with the, with these guys only going four, five, six, seven innings, uh, that that also is going to play into. When you look at that, who do you think has a good bullpen that might pull them through the playoff? Once again, define bullpen, right? I mean, the Mets, for example, have a good closer in Diaz, but that's only part of it, right? You have to, When you look at a bullpen, does the team have a good setup guy? Does the team have somebody you can bridge to get to the closer? Does the manager say, you know what, I got to win this first game, so instead of pitching my closer just for the ninth inning, I'm going to throw him out there for two innings and hope my starter in game two can go a long way. I don't have to go back with the club. So, I mean, that's that's all part of the strategy here. Um, I think the, the Braves pitching is a little bit thin, you know, past the starters. Um, they've had issues closing games. Uh, the Padres have had some issues uh, as well. Uh, the team that intrigues me is the Guardians because they've come out of nowhere. You know who leads the major leagues in blown saves? The Rays. The Rays. I, I didn't know that till I read that. So that doesn't Me bode too. well for them. Well, Steve, uh, ho- hopefully we'll have a good playoff series, and uh, it'll definitely be interesting. Hey, thank you for your time, man. You have a great day. Take, okay. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Chris, thank you. PG, get right to you. One thirteen time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, this is Bryce Mitchell. The Tampa Bay Rays travel to Boston today, and a win tonight against the Red Sox will lead them to Cleveland for the wild card race. The Rays will have Josh Fleming on the mound, and Nick Pavetta will pitch for the Red Sox. Make sure to tune in here at 3.30 to catch the game.
The Gators volleyball team play the Tennessee Volunteers tonight at 7 p.m. Ranked 15th now, the Gators are coming off a split 1-1 series against South Carolina. Florida currently holds a 54-13 record against the Vols. Gators Golf completed the qualifying ITA All-American Tournament yesterday, and the tournament continues this afternoon. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. This is Bryce Mitchell. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Customer service, customer satisfaction, company longevity, and maybe most importantly, trust. Those are all things that Southeast Car Agency checks the boxes for. They've been in business for over 40 years. The Cousins family has run that business for the entire time, and they have sold thousands upon thousands upon thousands of vehicles in that time frame, and they've all been the same. No new ones, just the best, and late model, low mileage vehicles. It's what they do, and ladies and gentlemen, they do it great. I've been a customer of theirs for a long time. I've purchased a lot of vehicles over the years, and every one of them has been really good. You want more info? Go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue or go online, secars.com. You'll see the vehicles they have. They update the list all the time as as cars come in and out, and they also do their very, very best to get you the widest variety of selection and price point that you can get. When you go see them in person, Make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I was really looking for some top-of-the-line dentists to be under their care. I mean, from the first day I came here, when you walk in, they treat you just with the utmost kindness. I've never known dentist or any health care provider in my life that has the compassion towards people that they do. It's just very well worth it. When you leave, you just feel great. But if you want good quality work and dentists that really care about you as a person and your your health care like that, come to Exceptional Dentistry because they are exceptional. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Fall is coming up fast. That means football, the World Series, and trees. Fall is a great time to get your trees ready for winter. And Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, are standing by to help you with tree removal, trimming, pruning, and more. 30-plus years of experience means even your toughest tree, stump, or debris removal project is no match for the experts at Daughtry Tree Service. Serving Alachua County and surrounding areas. Call today for a free estimate. At Daughtry Tree Service, there is no tree too tall. We do them all. When you are injured in an accident, do you really want to call an attorney's office based on the size of their firm? You should ask yourself this question. Can I afford to get lost in the shuffle at a time when I need individualized attention the most? I'm Jack Fine, Gainesville's accident attorney for over 40 years at Fine Park, Ash and Parla Piano. When you call our office, you will speak to one of our four experienced attorneys at no charge. Fine Park, Ash and Parla Piano. Local representation, big firm results. Visit ffplaw.com for a free consultation. Energy is something we have less of as we get older, and that's why I take M-Drive supplements for driven guys with clinically tested ingredients for healthy T-levels 
and the drive to get things done. M-Drive can help you stay motivated and energized. And now you can try M-Drive for only $5. Text DAN to 55000. Claim your offer. M-Drive. Text DAN 55000. Get your first order. $5. Accomplish more with M-Drive. Message and data rates may apply. We all drive and we're going to have to replace our tires. I trust the experts at TireRack.com because for over 40 years, they've been revolutionizing tire buying. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan and tell them what you drive. Try their easy-to-use tire decision guide to find out the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Their extensive collection includes the full lineup of Hankook, Ventus, Optimo, and Dynapro tires. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Inside the Huddle with Steve Spurrier, Shane Matthews, and Steve Russell. Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. right here on WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to Sports Scene. You're Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and everywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, we will take your phone calls, 392-8255. You can email Russell at WRUF.com. PG, hello. Hey, Steve. Yep. How you doing? Good. Uh, so, I don't know why I got a funny feeling about the Phillies in these short series, but I'll tell you why. Um, Nola and Wheeler are going to get two starts, and I do like their middle relievers. Wanted the Mets to get robertson but they actually traded for him and they hit home runs in bunches they got guys you know harper's back uh schwarber led the league and they've got other pop you know hoskins and and uh Bohm if he if he you know can get a hold of one i just think there's an ability there now they do have holes um don't put the ball in play a lot not real speedy and defensively not the greatest but if they can pitch it and get on top of you in that short series, it could be trouble. Um, but that's just about anybody in the playoffs, isn't it? I, I, yeah, but not not. They got a really strong one-two punch there. I, I, I obviously the Astros. I mean, those are the givens. The Astros, the Dodgers, uh, the Braves. If Strider's back, I mean, oblique is a big deal. Yeah, uh, I mean, the Mets have that on paper too. Yeah, I just think they're kind of getting overlooked a little bit. I just it wouldn't surprise me if they made it to the NLCS, just in those short series. But I don't expect them to, if that makes sense. But it could happen. Well, the team nobody's talking about is St. Louis. And they're my dark horse. The Cardinals won 90-something games, right? So they've been doing something right. They always do. But they just don't have the – what's the word I want to use? I mean, they have good pitching – but you know, if if I if I said to you, who's their who's their best pitcher? Who would you say? Down yeah. the stretch, the guy they got from the Yankees. <laughs> See, but they don't. It just doesn't jump out at you, is my point, and it doesn't jump out at me either, right? But they've won ninety three games because I think they do a lot of things really well. I don't know that there's just one thing that they do that you just go, wow, they you know they're just gonna throw something at you but they know how to win it's a franchise that you know has had great success so they're my dark horse team 
Yeah, I, I like them too, and they fit to their system. They get good clubhouse guys, guys that want to be there, and it's just a great baseball atmosphere. So I agree that Toronto out of the AL, if they get hot, just like you could say about anybody, right? I do like some of their depth, the starting pitching, their youth at the plate, and explosiveness there. Uh, it's just going to be a really good playoff. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to that. I wanted to just address the asterisk and and mm-hmm. Roger Maris Jr. So that's the only asterisk in the record books, correct? If I'm right, that I'm aware of. Yes. Yeah, and there's been a lot of things over the years: scandals, sports betting. Um, the thing about steroids, and I'm gonna throw steroids in there too, is that yeah, it was illegal in the United States government. But there was really no laws or testing within baseball. So you can go back to, well, it was illegal by country, right, or or by federal. Um, So I don't – to me, I don't like it. uh, But that's where it was with the rules. But to to go back to the asterisk, how can you put one asterisk on one player? In my opinion, a commissioner three commissioners ago should have taken that off because you can't – I just – it's almost discriminatory. And you remember the movie 61? Mm-hmm. Uh, there was, I mean, it's a movie based on a true story, but the guy was losing hair. They almost didn't want him to hit the home run. And uh, as Yankee fans, and I'm not speaking for all of them, I don't know, but to have an asterisk on one player for breaking a record, what about, I mean, every other player in the modern era that's broken a record, Ricky Henderson's stolen base records. How many more games did he play per season? Why, why doesn't he have an asterisk? Somebody should challenge that. Well, I think but the, the problem is it was done by a commissioner. And commissioners sometimes don't want to challenge other commissioners. That whole asterisk thing was because of the commissioner of baseball, who was Ford Frick at the time, was friends with Babe Ruth and didn't yes. want to see uh, a guy that he thought was just a, an average player in Roger Maris break that record. So he did that. that that's the yeah. bottom line of it. And I totally get that. But what I'm saying is, you know, you have a president, you have, you know, different people in charge of companies. You can go back and rectify that. It, it, just, it makes no sense that that's the only asterisk based on games played. Then give everybody an asterisk is what I'm saying. You, I just, it just, I don't see how that stood. So I, I agree with Roger. I don't know. Right. Junior's asking for asterisks on the steroid players. I'm not saying to do that. I'm saying to get rid of the asterisk on Maris. And that's all I'm saying. So, okay. Have a great show. PG, thank you. 3928255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. It's just like the debate of the Hall of Fame. Okay. What is sad to me about that, since baseball is getting brought up here, do you really think Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens or Rafael Palmero? would not have been in the Hall of Fame without using that stuff? They would have been. Barry Bonds was a multiple-time MVP before he got a melon head. I mean, that's just that's the truth. Uh, William, I'm going to answer your email because uh, you, you, you asked about trading, as, as some other guys did too. Um, and he talks about the transfer portal. I, I can tell you from an impeccable source that Dean was hurt now the extent of his injury all that i can't tell you but i do know he was hurt mike says do you think coaches finding out 
that not only are players better in the SEC, but the coaches are much better also. Um, yeah, but remember, sometimes you can be a really successful coach in one league and go to another league and fail. Does that mean you're a bad coach? But maybe you're a good coach in your league, right? I mean, how many coaches, like, for example, let's use Drinkwitz. Really successful where he came from. He's been so-so. He's, he has a below 500 record at Missouri. I mean, he's a bad coach. I think, I think the, the competition is certainly different. Williams says, you think sooner than later that Texas and Oklahoma will join the SEC before 25? No, I do not. That, that's been pretty much said. Um, things change, but I don't think so. And then um, Glennon Ocala disagrees with Judge taking the day off. He wants the triple crown, a few points behind in batting average. Well, he only has one more day. So, you know, if he can, if he can mathematically do it, I think most of the time what managers do is, hey, Aaron, do you want to play today? Okay, I'll put you in. If not, sit down. I think that's, that's what most managers would do uh, in that situation. Um, a long and non-readable email about the caller I had earlier about the tie in the SEC. It is very, very, very simple. It's called Google. Google it and you will see what the tiebreakers are when it comes to SEC football. They're very simple. They are laid out. Okay? I'm not going to sit here and go into 25 scenarios about, you know, whatever. I do know this. Florida right now is on the losing end of two tiebreakers in the SEC East. That's what I know. So if there is a tie between Kentucky and Florida or Tennessee and Florida, Florida loses. There's no other way to put it. Now, end of the season, if a bunch of teams are, you know, five and three, well, then other scenarios take place. But the first one is head-to-head between the tied teams. That's the way it's always been. I think the second one is record of the tied teams within the division. So, who lost to somebody? If, if, let me throw this out. If Florida, if Georgia, Tennessee, and Florida all end up with five and three, well, then maybe it comes down to who beat Missouri. So, I mean, just, but, it, you know, it's just very simple to do. Google it, and you will see. And to speculate at this point, you can speculate if you want to, but it's, it's kind of moot at this point. Because, I mean, how many games have been played? Two. Two league games have been played, for crying out loud. 129, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. 
What QC Kinetics is doing for people here is nothing short of amazing. I'm talking real, lasting relief from joint pain. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in exciting new pain treatments with advanced regenerative medicine, non-surgical alternatives. If you're living with joint pain from injury or arthritis, don't let them tell you steroids, pain meds, and surgery are your only options. QC Kinetics uses regenerative treatments that can restore and repair damaged tissue. Maybe you've been diagnosed with bone-on-bone arthritis. You've been told you need a replacement. Call QC Kinetics now for an alternative way to deal with the pain. These amazing protocols work with pain caused by injury as well, like a torn meniscus or rotator cuff. Call QC Kinetics now. Don't keep living with that pain. Learn how regenerative medicine can give your life back with no drugs and no surgery. Now with clinics in Ocala, the Villages, and in Gainesville. 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. No girl wants to have a plain ring or something that she sees on all of her other friends' hand. Meet Kelly Todd at International Diamond Center. The ability to find a ring that is a reflection of her style, it makes a big difference. And at IDC, that's easy. With diamonds in every shape and every size in stock and literally thousands of designer rings, the possibilities are endless. Whether it's an oval solitaire with stackable bands, a rose gold mounting with a square diamond in it, and a white gold stackable band with it. Being able to identify with their look where they have their own style i think is very important so don't make her compromise whatever your budget idc has the ability to help you create that one-of-a-kind ring we cater to clients with a fifteen hundred dollar budget we cater to clients with a 2.3 million dollar budget and with non-commissioned experts who listen and guide you every step of the way it's easy to create the ring of her dreams at idc it's not a selling environment at all international diamond center at celebration point As a small business owner, you've got inks to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ink your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other inks, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ink for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. This is Ernie Johnson, Jr. Sports is about overcoming obstacles. And college coaches work hard to help young men overcome Duchenne muscular dystrophy. It's called Coach to Cure MD, and you can help. Text the word CURE to 501-501 to donate $25 on your next mobile phone bill. Or go online to coachtocuremd.org. Text the word CURE to 501-501. Help coaches cure MD. Brought to you by the American Football Coaches Association. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Lots of sunshine will take us through the afternoon into the start of the evening. Highs today mild in the upper 70s and 80s. Clear skies tonight. Temperatures chilly, not as cold as this morning. Those dropping to the mid-50s. A slight warming trend sets up Thursday and Friday. Highs tomorrow in the low to mid-80s. We should get to the mid-80s under sunny skies by Friday. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. The Green Bay Packers, I feel like they are going to be the team that shocks everybody. Aaron Rodgers finally gets there. Why? It's just It just feels different. The defense is better. Remember, the defense used to be just 
garbage in the beginning of the season. And now they, they're better in the beginning of the season. So they're only going to get better at the end. He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The Mary Wise Show, Monday evenings at 7, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. A funny email here. Frank says, so I guess now your show is going to have less topics because now people can't complain about breaking into Aaron Judge. True. That's going to go off Twitter now. Because now you're not going to break in for his 63rd home run. So that will go away. Um, yeah. By the way, they're, they're flashing up a sign here on ESPN. Home run champ and won the World Series in the same season. It's only been done... Three times since divisional play started in 1969. Mike Schmidt, Willie Stargell, and Ryan Howard. Yeah. So just because you are the home run champ doesn't mean your team um, is going to make it or win the World Series. Let's get some calls to end the show today. 392-8255. You can email uh, S. Russell at WRUF.com. Let me just throw some things out here um, as far as where Florida sits in the hierarchy of the SEC in terms of statistics and those types of things. Numbers can be skewed because a lot of times, right, when you look at what a team is ranked, all of that, well, part of it, part of it is who you've played. Sometimes a team um, doesn't play the meat of its schedule until perhaps later in the year. So it could be skewed a little bit. Tennessee is still the best scoring team in the league despite their bye last week. Alabama right behind. Florida, because of their game against Eastern Washington, has actually moved up. Uh, they average 32 points a game. Guess who's the worst? A&M, just 22 points a game. In total defense, remember, Eastern Washington amassed over 400 yards of offense against Florida. The Gators have given up 421 yards a game. Only Arkansas and Vanderbilt are worse. And in terms of points, Florida's given up 27 a game. That's tied with South Carolina. Arkansas and Vanderbilt, again, are behind Florida in that regard. Florida doesn't, is not leading in any stat. Tennessee leads in total offense, 559 yards a game. Florida did move up. They're now at 463 a game, and that's actually fifth in the SEC. So offensively, better. Texas A&M, only 335 yards a game offensively. Running the ball, Florida fourth in the league, 210 yards a game. So better. 
And remember when Florida was not very good in throwing the football? Well, they're better. Florida now averages 253 yards a game through the air. That is number seven in the league. So if you look at where Florida is, there's a reason why they haven't won a game in the league because they're, you know, middle of the road when it comes to a lot of numbers in the league. That's just where they are. Bill emails, and he's got a good question here. He said, Steve, over under, Florida has less than four losses this year. Ooh. Um, Less than four losses. That means only one more loss. Uh, no, I would say no. I think there's a chance Florida could end up 9-3, and three, Bill, under the right scenario. But I think they're where they are, there's probably going to be a lot of close games in the league. And that obviously can go either way. Darrell says, do you think Auburn should have kept Gus, Gus Malzahn considering the state of the program? I think Auburn's problem is Alabama. Well, a lot of teams' problem is Alabama. Well, I mentioned this yesterday. Sometimes schools pull the plug too soon because, and I'm sorry, fan base, but this is partly on you, because fan some members of the fan base have no patience. And look, that's one of the hardest things an athletic director has to judge. It isn't just today, right? Scott Strickland had to figure out with Dan Mullen, is this going to get better? Are we going to win championships here with Dan Mullen? And obviously, his answer was no. Was Auburn going to win championships with Gus Malzahn? I guess they felt the answer was no. There's no other way to explain that. And... ADs are judged in large part by the hires they make when it comes to the big sports. Matt emails. Uh, Steve, any updates with Gator basketball? Uh, if you mean the men, a couple of players dinged up, not practicing. Uh, they are practicing this week. And, you know, their first game is what, a month away? Something along those lines. So it's getting close. It sneaks up every single year. It does it. Kirk. Steve, I'm a first-time emailer, but I listen a lot. I just had to comment on the tiebreaker situation. This is not, this is not you. This is coming from me. As a fan, why would anybody at this point be worried about a tiebreaker at the end of the at the end of the year. How about us winning a an SEC game first and then worrying about it? Am I wrong on that thinking? Well, I mean, no, you're not wrong on that thinking. But that's what fans do, right? Fans want to will sometimes look ahead and go, okay, what if? That that's just how it is. Daniel 
Billy says the right things. I think he means them. Only loss I really see is the Georgia game. The rest of Florida could easily win and, of course, lose. I don't care what our record is. I'm a Billy Napier fan. Well, you will care, Daniel, if that record isn't good. That, that's, I mean, there's a, a lot of people who were happy that Dan Mullen was hired because he was an assistant here under a very successful program. He understood what it took to win here, you know, all that. It didn't work out. So, you know, there's a lot of people that like a hire when it's first done, but then the luster wears off that. And like anything else in life, that coach is judged by winning and losing. How it is. An email from yesterday, Lee, uh, he, I was talking about if anybody would, would why would you want to coach today? And I saved this because it was long and I had to kind of sift through it. But Lee's basic premise is that, yes, you, you want to coach because you want to make a difference in young people's lives. Yes, you want to coach because it's exhilarating. Yes, you want to coach because you could make a lot of money. And he said most coaches don't complain about the fan bases because obviously they want to keep uh, the fan bases in their good graces. But he says, I also see your point about that because there is enormous pressure now, maybe more than ever before, to win and win quickly and maybe most importantly, consistently. Yeah. But I'm a history guy. 20 years ago, Steve Spurrier said 10 wins isn't good enough around here anymore. In 2009, fans griped and grumbled even though Florida went unbeaten until the SEC championship game. Happens. We have one final segment. Hopefully a call or two will get us through. We've got a lot of guests coming up tomorrow. We'll preview that for you, too. 143, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, this is Bryce Mitchell. The Tampa Bay Rays travel to Boston today, and a win tonight against the Red Sox will lead them to Cleveland for the wild card race. The Rays will have Josh Fleming pitching, and Nick Pavetta will be pitching for the Red Sox. Make sure to tune in here at 3.30 to catch the game. The Gators volleyball team play the Tennessee Volunteers tonight at 7. The Gators are now ranked 15th and are coming off a split series 1-1 against South Carolina. Florida currently holds a 54-13 record against the Bulls. Tomorrow night, Buholz football team hosts Gainesville High School at 7. Buholz is 4-0 and Gainesville is 0-6 this season. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. This is Bryce Mitchell. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. It's everybody's favorite time of year, Gator football season. And where do Gator fans gather before, during, and after Gator football games? Easy. The Social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Stop in before the game for a few drinks and a bite to eat and then walk to the stadium. After the game, stroll directly across University Avenue and party all night long. 
And if you don't have tickets to the game, The Social has 60 huge flat screen TVs, so you won't miss one second of the action. You'll even be able to hear the roar of the crowd from The Social's rooftop bar. But you don't need to wait for a Gator game to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Follow them on social media or check out thesocialgnv.com for daily specials, including their famous all-day happy hour every Sunday. It's time to get social at The Social at Midtown. Fall means more than football. It's also a great time to get your trees ready for winter. Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, is standing by to help you with all your removal, trimming, pruning, and more projects. Free estimates at Daughtry Tree Service. There is no tree too tall. We do them all. How many times have you looked around your house and said, one day, one day I'll add that pool, or remodel that kitchen, or maybe even take a dream vacation? Here at Radiant Credit Union, we say that day could be today. With our low-rate home equity line of credit, you can access the value of your home to make your dreams a reality. We offer an easy application, low rates, and in some cases, no closing costs. Radiant puts your home equity in your hands. Visit radiantcu.org slash HELOC and get started on your home equity line today. Federally insured by NCUA. What you've heard about probiotics is probably wrong. I eat yogurt, so I don't need to take a probiotic. Probiotics? They don't really work. It's time to learn the truth about probiotics from Align, the probiotic brand recommended by gastroenterologists two times more than any other probiotic brand. Align has probiotics to naturally help relieve occasional bloating, gas, and abdominal discomfort. Try Align for a month and see how great a healthy gut can feel at AlignProbiotics.com. Bump, set, spike. We are your home for Gator Women's Volleyball. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. All right, welcome back to Sports Scene for our final segment today. Who we got here, Sam? And uh, <laughs> Sam has to find out who we have here uh, on the phone. Um, and John, an email to, or a shout out to you for sending me the uh, the the every college football stat you could ever want. Thank you, uh, I appreciate that. Uh, and I do. I'm I'm kind of a stat guy sometimes. All right, let's get uh, David on the phone with us. David, hi. Hey, Steve, been hard to get a hold of you since the season started, buddy. But, hey, you mentioned, um, you know, the Cardinals. Who stood out if you had to put somebody on the mound? His record doesn't reflect it, but Michaelis has been a very good pitcher yep. with a lot of quality starts. But he's had no run support, Steve, in a lot of his games. And uh, so if I was going to put somebody out there for game one, it would be Michaelis. But, but to your point – um, you know, the Cardinals just don't have that standout guy that if you need a win, you, this is the guy you say you can do. But one thing that does stand out about the Cardinals is their defense. They're an outstanding defensive squad. So hopefully their bats will come alive a little bit in the playoffs. But, Steve, I was thinking about you, man, when uh, those Mets just crumbled against the Braves. What happened? Well, I said last week the Mets would not win the division because 
they, I mean, look, the, the Mets did a good job during the year of, you know, they had, they had won the series against the Braves. But when it came time to crunch time, when it came time to actually sealing the deal, they had to show me that they could do it. And because Scherzer and DeGrom did not pitch as well down the stretch, you know, Marte being out of the lineup has really hurt them, in my opinion. So it that's why I didn't think they would win the division, and they didn't. And yet they yeah, won 100 the games. Course. They won 100 games, didn't oh, win the yeah. division. Yeah, during the course of the year, I thought this was a different Mets team because, you know, they historically, at least for the last few years, have a, had great pitching but no hitting. But this year they were kind of, uh, you know, they were all-around good squad, but I think you're right with Marte being out. That does definitely hurt. But uh, in a short series, I sure wouldn't want to face the Mets pitching. Have a great one, Steve. Okay, David, thank you. Um, Look, I I think the team I'm interested to watch really is Seattle because they've never been in this thing. I shouldn't say never, but the the last time they were in this was, what, 2001, I think, when Lou Pinella was managing there. Think of that, a 20-year playoff drought. And those fans in Seattle are great fans. That will be wild. Um, good for them, good for them. And, you know, San Diego hasn't been in, I think, in 15 years, something like that. And the Phillies haven't been in in something like 10 or 11. So good for them, good for baseball, because unlike the college football playoff, which gets the same suspects in, baseball has some of the same suspects, the Dodgers, the but at least some new blood. Well, why is that? Because there's more teams. And when the playoff is expanded, that too will happen. You'll see more teams. You can say this team's making its first playoff appearance or whatever it is for the first time and how long. That'll be a welcome day. But I just, I'm getting off on a little tangent here, but I wonder if the games we have now with four teams are lopsided, what's it going to be like when the field gets expanded? But that's also making the assumption that the power grid stays the way it is. Let me ask this. Maybe Clemson, because they've played some close games, and not that Georgia hasn't, but if you took any team, let me ask this question very quickly. If you took any team outside the top four to beat a top four team, who would it be? In other words, if you took Michigan or you took Oklahoma State, which team would you pick? Right today, I would pick Oklahoma State. I think they're playing good football. Now, they might go get crushed. And that has always been the issue with the college football playoff because it just isn't competitive a lot of times. All right. If you want to get a quick call on, you can, but we'll end with emails today. But let me first tell you about tomorrow. Gabe, uh, Gabe Darmon from Power Mizzou will talk Missouri football. Kevin O'Sullivan will talk the start of Gator fall practice, which is going to be on Sunday. The voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, will also be here. And uh, we're also hopeful of having a, uh, a Gator athlete here 
with our partnership with the Gator Collective. Friday, if all goes well, Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus will coach, will talk college football, and legendary agent Lee Steinberg is going to join us because I want to get his thoughts on you know Aaron Judge now not signing that deal with the Yankees and having the year that he's had. How much leverage does he have now? And you know what goes into the process now between player and agent to get a new deal done wherever it is. John, welcome to the show. Hey, Steve. Um, I tell you what, your Mets, you know, the, your Mets and the Braves both have almost, you know, right around 100 wins. Their run differential is between the two of them is like 340. So the two of them have scored 340 runs more than the team scored against them. Then you got the Dodgers with 110 wins, and their run differential is 330. It's really incredible. They they must just be crushing everybody they play to have that run differential. I, I looked it up. It's the most since before World War II. Okay. I mean, I, I just – I. Didn't even realize that was going on with the Dodgers. I don't even pay attention. But my question to you is, if if your Mets make it to the World Series, okay, and they're playing the Yankees, game seven, and you could bring any starting pitcher at his prime in the history of pro baseball to start that game, who would it be, Steve? I can't narrow it to one. I would narrow it to two. Okay. Um, well, actually three <laughs> because they were all great. Jack Morris, John Smoltz, Whitey Ford. Those three. And if I had wow. to pick between no, the three. not on the list. If I had to pick between the three, Jack Morris. Really? Yep. That dude, big game pitcher big game yeah. pitcher what was it I, I i don't remember him um a whole lot you know as big Braves fan i don't remember morris what was he was he a power pitcher what was he um not a power pitcher in in terms of lots of strikeouts but remember if you're a braves fan 1991 game seven Smoltz versus Morris, one nothing game. Yeah, and they were magnificent in there, magnificent. Yeah, and Jack Morris is one of those guys that the bigger the game, the better he was. That's why, you know, and he in that series gave up something like three runs total in three starts. Wow, he had three starts in a seven-game series. Yeah. He he pitched in, in game seven, I think after that, seven hits, no runs, eight strikeouts. I'm looking it up. 122 pitches. The longest pitching performance in the seventh game of the World Series. 
What was it? Did he, um, is he in the uh, Hall of Fame? No. Really? So he didn't have a long career? Oh, he had a long career. I'm, you, you, the question you asked, who would I want oh, in Game no, no, 7? No, I, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. It was a pitcher at his best. It, what, did he just have a great season? Is that? I, I just don't know much about him. No, he... Well, wait, I want to say maybe he is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he is in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Yeah, he is. It, it took him a while to get in, but I, I'm almost positive he's in. Okay, because Schmoltz I'm looking it up. Is I'm in. looking it up. He is in. Schmoltz is in, right? 20, yeah, Schmoltz is in. He, he went in in 2018, so he's in. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Steve. Good okay. show. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Andrew, you got two minutes, my friend. Go. Yeah. Okay. Real easy. You know, I was wondering, Steve, uh, what what has happened to the term All-American? Uh, like, an, you know, the guys would be a Associated Press All-American football player. And then you'd receive their name, and then after that it would always be noted. Has that dropped off due to the lack of influence of the, you know, Associated Press? Or I mean, I think there's still a, such a thing as an All-American in football. Uh, could you just spend a few seconds telling me what the current status of that that would be? And I'll hang up and listen. Okay, thank you. Thank you. And I can do it in a few seconds. I have no idea. I think that was just a manufactured thing. For example, uh, Sam Patoza makes the first team AP All-America team. He's an All-American. That's what They still have that, but I don't think they use the term All-American anymore. They'll say a first team you know, AP selection or something like that. Um, but I don't, you know, again, I think you have a look at uh, different sports and how they do it. Um, sports do it a little bit differently, too. And every sport sort of has that, right? There's, if you look at first team uh, All-America team, first team Associated Press, that's where that, I think, is the, is the question you're asking. That's our show for today. Thanks to Sam for producing it. <clears throat> we'll do this again tomorrow. Enjoy this great day. I'm Steve Russell, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF.